Hello everybody and welcome back to the first episode of the World Cup 2 Foot and Tackle podcast. I'm your host Aris Matakos and we are here day day one of day one of technically 29 but 22 podcasts. Um, tw- yeah, 22 podcasts over 29 days. This is the first one. I'm really tired and there's, I only have to watch one game. So that is a great start. That is a great start. I can't, I don't think, I don't I don't know how I'm going to get through the rest of this fucking, of this tournament, but it is what it is. Um, yes, I'm your host. Arisham Tarkos, make sure you like on, like and subscribe on YouTube. I want to try to do the, all the formalities at the start, get it out of the way, and then we can speak about the football. Um, yeah, on YouTube, subscribe to um, notification bell, that'd be great. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Yep, they're all four. Um, yeah, just uh, follow it on their five-star ratings, the whole lot. Um, and then, obviously, the socials, 2 for Tackle Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and 2FTPod on Twitter, where I was live-tweeting all the... Well, I was live-tweeting this morning, um, and I will be live-tweeting the games. Not all of them, most of them, because allow me. Like, I'm not... I'm not... I just can't. I just can't. That game itself took it out of me. So I'll be I'll make an attempt to watch all of the games, but I probably won't be tweeting all tweeting all of the games because sometimes I just want to watch them and not go on my phone. Um, but yeah, as you can tell by the odds, still very tired. So you're going to be hearing a lot of that, unfortunately. Uh, maybe my sleep schedule then adjusts, and then I can get back to normal, or or like my my body like figures out why or what I'm doing, and it doesn't make me tired at, at 10.47 on a Monday morning. But yeah, let's go, let's speak, let's, let's let's start this thing, and let's go to the first game of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. It was Qatar-Ecuador. Um, before we get on to the game, I think, let's let's do all the all the pre-match stuff, all the opening ceremony stuff. Um, just on a quiet note, I don't think I've been more excited for a football game in a long time. Um, I was I was kind of umming and ahhing about it. Um, not umming and ahhing about it, but I didn't really feel the excitement. I didn't really feel the the buzz of it. Of course, this is I I would say my second World Cup where I am conscious of it. I mean, obviously, twenty ten I was six, uh, so I don't really remember it. Twenty fourteen I was ten, so I kind of remember bits and pieces of it. Um, mainly like the Australia game is more often like. Most likely, and in 2018, 2018, I, I was, I was, I was, was there. Um, not obviously in Russia, but like I was there mentally. I was able to like kind of understand everything, and obviously now I'm, I'm more than mentally prepared for it. And yeah, I, I felt these bars. I felt this excitement. Like maybe, maybe half an hour, twenty minutes, uh, before kickoff. Obviously, the lineups came out, and it was pretty much as expected from both sides. Qatar did line up in that five at the back, that five three two with Ali's and um or Ali and uh, um Akram Afif and Almaz Ali up front, um which is what we expected. Of course, um Ecuador lined up in their four three three slash four four two system, which they'd like to float between um obviously the main man and Valencia, who we'll touch on when we speak about the game in depth. Obviously, was the key man for Ecuador in this game. Um, but yeah, I I, I felt the buzz, I felt the excitement, I felt ready, I felt. I felt ready to go um, to, to watch this. It, shit, that was on 3am. Why can't they just move the, the first game at like midnight Australia time? That'd be great. But um, no, it was it was good. It was a it was a good build-up. I mean, if you want to speak about the opening ceremony, yeah, it, it happened, didn't it? It was happened. I think it, 
as op- as far as opening ceremonies go, um, like I'm not an opening ceremony connoisseur, right? So I'm not exactly I'm not exactly in the know about opening ceremonies. I kind of had it on in the background while I was doing some other things. Um, it was look it, it was alright. It was alright. Obviously they had they had obviously all the they played a bit of waving flag, um, which was the something that I noticed, which was pretty cool. No, um, not Nelson Mandela. Who was who who was there? Completely, completely. Um, has that 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 guy has completely skipped my mind. That is absolutely terrible for me. Um, but no, overall the opening ceremony was good. I, I enjoyed the from what I um, I enjoyed for for what I um what I got from or what I saw from the opening ceremony it was very good. Um, of course I had that K-pop person, which was, which was it happened, it happened that 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 K-pop person happened, which um is quite quite frustrating Morgan Freeman was the guy yeah that was that was weird but also cool but weird but cool it was like it was like how Idris Elba just decided to MC the 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 um World Cup draw like a couple of months ago that was fucked so I guess they're just rolling out some really famous actors or not actors but people in the media people in the pop culture um so that was that was good and obviously yeah the K-pop guy I mean it's a shame it's a massive shame, if we're being honest, because once again, if you're gonna get some people with talent, at least get some people with like, or if you're gonna get people to perform, get some, get some musical talent. What am I to be a Dave? Imagine Dave did it, or like Stormzy. That'd be fucking insane. Who do you reckon will do it in 2026? They're gonna get, they're gonna get the dumbest shit for 2026 because it's America, and they're just gonna be like, fuck it, we we can do what we want. But um, no, overall, opening ceremony was okay. It was, I have, I have. Same better, same worse. It was, it was okay. It was okay, um, and of course that led us perfectly onto the game. Obviously, just on an Australian perspective, the game, the the soccer's back on SBS, which I I obviously didn't experience the the proper SBS World Cups, of course, like I mentioned. But it, it, I I I feel I li- I'm living it vicariously through other people who did, um, and I like it. it. It just it feels right as someone who didn't even watch a lot of football on SBS. It just feels right watching that watching the the football on SBS, and I'm glad that um, glad that I was back there. Of course, the coverage was the coverage was pretty good. I was watching it on SBS on demand because it was three a.m. and I don't can't be bothered going downstairs to to the TV to actually watch it. So I was just watching it in bed, um, and it, it seemed like the, the the thing was delayed, like the fucking um what's it called the coverage like like it like the the noise and the coverage was delayed but anyway um that's just a thing that i noticed i swear to god if that's at the whole world cup we're gonna have some problems that's some that's some paramount problems um but yeah no the it, it led up perfectly to the game everything everything felt everything felt as it should of course the game was was maybe not maybe not outweighed or was was had this really obvious elephant in the room and that was of course the one nil Qatar goal in the second half um now I'll tell you what's funny it it obviously that was fake obviously that was fake but it didn't stop me from putting a bet on bet responsibly um and we just quietly I'll be doing a lot of a lot of I'll be doing a lot of responsible betting during the world cup the emphasis on the word responsible betting responsible betting um bet responsibly responsible betting um um yeah no obviously the one nil qatar thing had this whole thing like had the, was this massive elephant in the room right 
And it was obviously fake. It was obviously fake. And there's so many things pointing towards why it was fake. But my mind was just like, it, no, it's, it's real. It's real. It has to be real. Like, it, like, like in terms of not it has to be real, but it it's going to happen. Like, the bribe never happened. Like, obviously, like, no shit, right? But that was the most fakest thing you could ever have, or you could ever, like, come up with. But I just, I just thought it was going to end 1-0 to Qatar anyway, goal in the second half. I just thought that was going to be it. And it would have been the funniest, it would have been the funniest World Cup opening game ever. But, of course, it wasn't, um, it wasn't to be. Turns out, a unreliable, a notoriously unreliable, untrustworthy, un unsourced source from Saudi Arabia a country that has had that has had these fierce geopolitical rivals with Qatar <laughs> turned out to make up a story trying to paint Qatar in a bad light on the eve of their on the eve of their most crowning moment um it's funny that it's funny that quite funny but um no, yeah, of course it was fake. Didn't stop me from putting a bet on, like I said. Didn't get up one nil Qatar. I only had like I think I had like six bucks on it. So once again, bet responsibly. Um, but no, I was of course that was. I was waiting for that to happen. I was waiting for that to happen, and then of course when, when, Anna Valencia was it Anna Valencia. Yeah, Anna Valencia scored the first goal. I'm like, oh wow! But then it gets disallowed, and I'm like. No fucking way. The, pe- people, people were like, oh, it took six minutes. And, and I was of that opinion. I was like, it took six minutes for something ridiculous to happen, right? But I just think this adds so much theatre to the World Cup. It's not even funny. Like, like I'm going to speak about it a little bit later on, right? Um, when I speak about... I want to speak about Gianni Fantino as well. But you got to separate. You have to separate. In order to enjoy football, right? In order to enjoy this World Cup, you need to separate the 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 art from the people. Pe- that, that's a phrase I use a lot, especially when you speak about like musicians and stuff. That's why people still enjoy like Michael Jackson and other pl- other musicians and artists and mu- movie directors who have done some shit things, right? Done some real shady stuff. You've got to be able to separate the art from the person, right? And I feel like you have to do that here. We have to just enjoy the football because it's football and we all love football. We all like to enjoy football, so let's just enjoy football. Um, but, and I just think it added to the drama and the theatre of the whole World Cup and it just made, it was just the funniest start you could probably ever have to a World Cup. The funniest start. And, and I'm not sure people want humour out of their football, but at, but when it, when it's three fifteen in the morning, and it's and it's freezing cold in November for some reason, and I just want a bit of a laugh, I don't think you could have got a funnier start. I don't think you could have got a funnier start. On the on the decision itself, in my opinion, at first glance, it was never offside. I was very confused as to how it was given offside. However, looking back at it, looking back at on the replay, looking at some still photos, and then of course looking at that semi-automated VAR shot, it's clear it's clear now to me that it was offside, and I think overall it's the right decision. I think that it could have been a, a little bit more transparent how they got that right decision. It seemed like we went back to twenty eighteen where we just had a we just had a, had a still shot of the referee, and then three minutes later he was offside. I would would have liked to see the lines if they used the lines. I would have liked to see the semi-automated VAR. 
um, in work, like or in action, I should say. But no, I think overall it was the right decision. And I think it was just funny how controversy hit the Qatar World Cup within six minutes of the actual football starting. Um, c- considering the amount of controversy that was in the build-up, you'd think, all right, we can get into the football, no controversy, just 11 v 11, but no, six minutes in, they've, they've paid the refs off, they've paid VAR off, which is quite funny. But um, no, I think overall it was the right decision. I think, I think people, the uproar about it, is kind of I wouldn't say in jest, but the up the uproar about it is I think partly because it was Qatar. Like if this happened the other way around, where Ecuador got away with it, then I think there wouldn't be as much uproar. But um, Qatar got away with it, and of course that just adds to the drama, adds to the story, adds to everything. So um, yeah, I think overall overall it was it was it was the right decision. But once again, I think the transparency about it could have been a little bit better. I think we could have actually seen the VAR uh, go to work rather than just. Um, Rather than just having a having a still shot of the referee and um, just getting replays um, over and over again, but um, yeah, no, there you go. I think overall it was the um, it was the right decision, but it's not like it that lasted long because about four minutes later, I think it was, the ball gets carved through the Qatari defense. I th- I think it might have been Valencia who won the penalty. I'm not quite sure, but um, it was definitely Valencia who took the penalty. And tucked it away in very calm and composed and um, arousing fashion. I think I think is a is a pretty apt word to describe that penalty. I'm a bit delirious. I'm still very tired. If you can't tell, um, I think that's got to be the vibe of most of these podcasts where I just don't care. But um, and I'm just in this weird mind. But um, yeah. It, it, of course, it was Valencia who scored the penalty. Very calm, very composed. And I mean, it, let's be honest. It was. It was. Just rightly deserved, I think. Is, I think is how you could describe it. They, they deserved that goal. I think Ecuador started the game so much better than Qatar. Like obviously, right? I think. Let, let's speak about Qatar. Let's speak about Qatar. I think let, I want to speak about Qatar, and then I'll continue on one of my thoughts on the game as it, as it happened. Right. It was so fascinating to me, right? Because I I like I think I tweeted this during the game. I was like. Three weeks or like a month ago, I probably knew four players on this pitch, right? However, I've done my research and I've I've looked into both sides, obviously doing previews for whatever and just wanting to be clued up on the game. And I came into this game thinking Qatar definitely had a chance, right? And 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 the rationale behind that was obviously home, obviously not home ground obviously obviously home ground advantage, but like that's not what it's like. That's not what it is. It's like this whole first game of the World Cup, a lot of pressure, but you're going to do your nation proud. This national pride thing will take over, right? And notoriously, that's worked. I think I think 16 out of the 21 opening, or like the 16 of the, of the 21 first um, games by the host nation have won, and they haven't lost. Right? Qatar, this Qatar was the first host nation to lose the opening game. So I just thought that would carry them through, and I thought they had talent up front. They played five at the back. They put numbers behind the ball. They'd be hard to break down and look to Ecuador on the counter, right? That's how I thought they'd play. That's how they've played for a long time. That's how they won the Asian Cup, right? They won the Asian Cup without having above fifty percent possession um, throughout the tournament, right? So, so they are they aren't a team that will pick up the ball in tight spaces, play some tiki taka, and 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 play explosive, play exciting, attractive football. That's not what Qatar are about, right? That's not never what they've been about. And despite their manager coming from La Masia, um, and being Spanish, 
that's not what that's not what they're about, right? They, they are a traditional low team in, in international tournaments. And Ecuador, Ecuador have come off a qualification campaign and a couple of friendlies, which have been extremely, extremely boring. Um, a couple of one, like a lot of one a lot of nil nils, some one nils here and there. Um, so I expected this game to be Ecuador having the ball in the middle third for the majority of the game, not really being able to break down a tight, compact Qatar team. They were going to overexpose themselves, but because they don't have the structure and because they don't have the synergy and the talent up front, they won't be able to find that final pass in the final third. It's going to be a quick turnover for Ecuador. They're going to go along to Ali or Akram Afif, um, and they're going to exploit the the overexposing of the Ecuador defense through those two players and score that way. That's how I thought this game would go out, or that's how I thought this game would pan out, because um, that's how majority of... Well, that's how I think if you play this game nine times out of ten, that's how it would play out. But it, it just seemed that every single Ecuadorian player lost the ability to play football, which was one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in my life. Like, th- this has got to be up there with one of the worst displays of football at a World Cup. I mean, I can go back to North Korea losing 7-0 to Portugal in 2010, but apart from that, I cannot remember a worse game of football played by a team at a World Cup, especially the first half. I mean, maybe barring the last five minutes where they had a little bit of something going for them, that was fucking dog shit. Like, that is dreadful. That is absolutely terrible football, right? They allowed an Ecuador team to pass through them. I don't predict... I don't rate Ecuador at all. I had the finishing last, right? And yes, I did have Qatar going through. Um... I don't rate Ecuador. I, I, I think you're going to see a completely different Ecuador team to the Netherlands or when they versus the Netherlands or when they versus Senegal, right? I don't rate them that highly. I think they were the beneficiaries of a very, very, very bad Qatari team. They probably would have lost to, I would say, 80% of the top 100 nations in the world, right? They are, of course, I think they're ranked 50th in the world, which is quite weird um, when you think about it. But... It, that was the worst display of football I've ever seen. Like, th- that that was fucking terrible. Like, terrible. Like, appalling. And I, I think we can only point to one thing for this, right? And that is the pressure. And that is the nerves. Because I I, I don't get it. They, they, like, if you watch the Asian Cup, right? If you go back and watch that tournament. Or watch that final. Just watch the final. The, Qatar are just a very normal football team. <laughs> like, like just they're just a very normal football team. They like sit back on the counter and hit, and hit um, like sit back and hit on the counter at pace, right? I just don't get it. I just don't get how they can dish up that. Of course, you have to put it down to pressure. To me, you have to put it down to nerves, and you have to put it down to the, to the to the occasion getting to them. I think the occasion got to them. They looked fucking terrified. They looked absolutely terrified in that game. It wasn't even funny. They were they were shitting themselves from the first minute, and you could see they were misplacing passes. They were they couldn't control the ball. I mean, that poor goalkeeper looked semi pro. That poor, like like that goalkeeper looked terrible, like terrible. I mean, if we look at Qatar's most recent results, right? As I drop my phone, you can tell I'm tired. Um, if we look at Qatar's most recent result. Like, granted, they've won their last four. Granted, it's been against Guatemala, Honduras, Panama, and Albania, right? But they drew to Chile. They only lost 2 nil to... Well, they lost 2 nil to Canada, but, like, Canada is still a pretty good side. They they, they drew to Lazio. Like, a full-strength Lazio team as well. Yeah, I know, Lazio, how fucked. Um, and, like, 
in bro, they played the gold, they played the Cogacaf Gold Cup last year and got to the quarters. So it's not like people were just with, with very with a very similar side, very similar side. So it's not like people it's not like people and myself included have been blind tipping Qatar to like get through the groups like I did or to to say how far they'll go. It's not people. It's not people saying, "Oh yeah, they've either bribed it or because they're the host nation." They're actually, well, they at least were a good football team, like a not bad football team. Because they've showed it. They won the Asian Cup. They got to the quarterfinals of the Gold Cup, and there's actual talent there, like Ali and a a thief up front, are two players who can just score goals out of that out of nowhere. They've got talent. Like they've got a lot of talent, right? Um, and of course, ended up moving um, Akram Afif to midfield because he was the only player that showed an ounce of technical ability, especially in that first half. Uh, and of course, it was I think the, the second goal came from the second goal came from from a I think it, I think it initially came from a turnover. Um, they carried the ball to the pitch. It was a great header by Valencia, an absolute fantastic header by Valencia. Really good, got in that pocket of space in between the centre halves. And, and did really well to score a great goal. Um, but overall, I think the, C- Qatar lost the game. Ecuador didn't win it. Qatar lost them. Like, Qatar lost this game. Ecuador didn't win it. It was one of, if not the worst displays of football ever at a World Cup. The only thing that can possibly compare is when North Korea lost 7-0 to Portugal in 2010. Especially in modern history, this is the worst performance at a World Cup. Especially that first half, they were absolutely fucking abysmal. Like, like it genuinely shocked me how bad they were. They were. It wasn't just tactically because tactically you can get outclassed. Fine, it happens. It's football, right? But technically, the players couldn't control the ball. They couldn't. They couldn't pass. The, the, these one touch passes were going into Rosette, right? They were passing the ball out of play. They were just lumping the ball up to the channels where no one was running into. There was. There was no technical ability, and tactically, there was nothing as well. It was, it was so devoid of any, of any, football. Like it wasn't football. They weren't playing football. They can't have been playing football. There was no way that what they showed in that first half was football. I refuse. I've watched football long enough now to sh- to know that that wasn't football. I don't know what that was, but it definitely wasn't football. I can tell you that for free. It c- it couldn't have been. No chance. I refuse to believe it was football. That was they played rugby, they played handball, they played they played lacrosse. I refuse to believe what Qatar did in the first half was football or is was classified as football. I refuse. I don't believe it. It wasn't. No, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. I refuse. I don't. I'm not allowing it. I'm not allowing it. Not allowing it to happen. Just just actually false. Just incorrect. Because and I'll tell you why I say that is because I've seen them play football before. I've seen them play football before, and they actually played football. Why couldn't they play football now? Why did why why did they just decide to to, to play like a bunch of fucking dopes? Like 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 I like I've tried not to be harsh, right? Well, I mean, too late. Let's be honest. But Ecuador weren't good. Like Ecuador were were good enough. Ecuador were good enough. Ecuador weren't good. Like let's get this straight. Ecuador weren't good. They were just good enough. Because that was fucked. Like, like that was genuinely fucked. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. I'm swearing a lot this episode. Hey, I think it's a tiredness. I'll try and I'll try to swear less. Children watching. Let's be honest. Oh, I doubt it. Um, 
this isn't TikTok. So, oh, it, yeah, this is, yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, fucking, that's enough about that. Um, what happened then? Yeah, Valencia scores. Ecuador probably should have had another pen, I think, at some stage. Did, should have they? I think they should have, shouldn't they? Oh, I can't remember. Um, no, they shouldn't have. No, that was the pen that they got. Um, and then, I th- granted, to, granted, oh, grant, granted to, to Qatar, or credit to Qatar, I should say. They had that chance in the last minute. I think it was offside. Alibaz Ali probably should have scored. And if he did score, and if he did count, probably a different game, right? But he didn't score, it didn't count, and it was offside, I think, anyway. So, so they went into the game, two, they went into the game half 2-0 down. They came out for the second half, and it was much of the muchness. Um, much of the same. It was just Ecuador, pass, 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 shot on target. Pass, 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 shot on target. With that saying, I think Ecuador only had like six shots, six shots the whole game. Something like that. No fun stuff. Um, yeah, it was just, just bizarre. Just utterly bizarre. The second half was boring as fuck. No, nothing really happened. Um, yeah, so 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 Ecuador only had six shots the whole game. That is that is weird, eh? That feels like they had a lot more. Um, but they were just getting into the into the area so often, like they were passing through them so often. But um, yeah, I guess that was it. I guess I guess that's it for the for the coverage of this game. I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered anymore. It was fucking shit. Like it was just shit. I think that's the best way to describe it. Um, and um, I'm gonna hurt myself or hurt my brain anymore, but or it hurt my brain more than already has been hurt trying to talk about this. So. Let's 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 get away from that. Um, and let's go. Or let's speak about the permutations for the group. Ecuador on three points, Qatar on none. That's 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 good. I I'm convinced. Just sidely, they should have more than one game on the opening. Actually, nah, 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 nah. That's wrong. That's just me thinking selfishly. No, nah, no. Nah, the one game is is good. The one game is good. Um, I think he like logistically here and for the spectacle, it's good. I'm just thinking like. For me, I just can't be bothered. Just yeah, for me, this is just an extra day. This really could have gone over twenty nine days, and I could have done twenty one podcasts. But no, twenty two podcasts over twenty nine days, and I'm going to. Uh, I hate this already, because um, I'm really tired. But no, 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 it was overall. Overall, it was a it was a fine opening game. It was a fine spectacle. It wasn't great. It was funny, but also shit. But also really, really funny. So. You take it that what you will. If you if you if you woke up at three AM Australian Eastern Daylight Time and wanted to to laugh, you probably couldn't have gotten a better source of entertainment because you were watching a bunch of of average footballers in in Ecuador. Average, just not not great, not bad. Average, average footballers in Ecuador for, uh, fighting, playing against. A, a 11 men who were impersonating professional footballers. That is the only conclusion I could I could come of this game. Is that Qatar were I just had a, 11 blokes impersonating footballers. Um, because I refuse to believe they're, they're professional. Even though I've seen that exact team win the Asian Cup. And I've seen that exact team get to the quarterfinals of the Gold Cup. Just, yeah, I don't know. I can't be bothered. And my prediction of Qatar getting through the group is fucking dreadful now. So thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I'm not even upset about my bet. Actually, no. I put a bet on Qatar to get out of the group as well. So thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Once again, bet responsibly. Um, yeah, great. That's that's fucking class. That. I can't believe. I can't believe what I've just written. I can't believe what I witnessed. 
just in shock, to be honest. Um, yeah, now I look like an absolute idiot predicting Qatar to get out of the group. So uh, not only not only have I lost a little bit of my integrity and reputation, I've also lost. I probably would have lost a combined what fifteen bucks on two bets. So thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, so of course Ecuador are top of the group as things stand with three points plus two goal difference and Qatar bottom with no points minus two goal difference with Senegal and Netherlands to yet to play and when they do play that will of course round up the first round of Group A. But let's move on and let's let's finish up. Like I said, I want to finish up on Gianni. Now, fucking, fucking Infantino. Um, we're going to finish this, We're gonna finish on this. I try not to speak about this for too long. Because this is a football podcast, and what Infantino was doing was anything but football. But I, I digress. Let's try. Um, for those who didn't say it, I don't know what rock you've been living under. But where is it, and can I join you? Because it seems a lot more peace and quiet down there than, than living on fucking Earth. Um, so yeah, I, I don't want to repeat what he said. I really, I really don't. But I feel like in the in the sake of context and for the sake of doing it properly i might no i'm not gonna repeat what he said i can't bother i don't i don't i just don't want him i don't want him so basically what if it did i think they they obviously do like a, they obviously do like a not a congress meeting but like a they do like a big meeting massive meeting i think is the best way to describe it that's what it's called um fifa massive meeting um, with obviously Gianni speaking before the before the World Cup kicks off, I'm assuming this is tradition. I'm assuming this happens every year or every World Cup. Um, and Gianni decided to start his opening monologue by by offending ninety percent of the world's population, which in my books isn't a good start. That just just quite if you're analysing the monologue. Uh, on the back foot early, you've conceded early. You've been knocked down in the first round. If in 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 my books, not a good start. Offending ninety percent of the world's population, I reckon you could get away with it if you maybe offended half the world's population. Ninety percent. Uh, it, it's it's a tough road to come back. Um, he managed to to in the, in the space of about a minute and a half, offend disabled people, Arab people, um, homosexual people. Um, Qatari people, I assume, in some respect, um, dead people, or it's or the, uh, the families of dead people, I assume, or some dead people when he spoke about the migrant workers. So, once again, not a good start, not a good start. So there was a long. He was on the back foot early. He needed to really do something massive in the second half of his speech to get everyone back on side, and he didn't. Surprise, surprise, because he's the president of FIFA, and ever since God knows when, they the, the, it's an incompetent corrupt, ridiculous organisation. Um, and uh, I just don't even know why. I just don't even know why. What was the point? What was the point? Could someone explain to me? Could someone explain to me what was the point? He, uh, he's, he, yeah, he did that. People were really annoyed. Rightly so. And he went on to say that he knows what it's like to feel discriminated against because he had red hair. Now, now, bear with me for a second, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something completely novel at you, completely novel concept. Just bear with me. I don't even know. I don't even know. 
I don't even know. So, can I just say, I swear, I swear, like, I swear notoriously, especially in, in like, in non, non-outback Australia and non-maybe suburban England, gingers are cool, are they not? Are, are they just not inherently just, like, cool, like... I don't know what what style of red he was talking about. If he, if he was talking like Freddie Lundberg red hair, that would obviously have to be non natural hair. Or are we talking? Are we talking Seamus red hair? Like what? Like what level of red hair are we talking about? Because either way, I just think redheads are cool. Like surely, unless you're Cameron Ling, like with all due respect, Cameron. Like surely you'd like just like fine. Um, you're cool, right? So I don't understand why he thought that he could relate to to groups of people who, especially over recent times, have been extremely discriminated against. You speak about, obviously, the homosexual community. You speak about the Arab community who, obviously, Islamophobia is rife still to this day and age, right? You have the Qatari people who... The Qatari people themselves have been discriminated against just, like, by virtue of association because of of their higher-ups, right? They've, like, the standard Qatari on the street isn't... That isn't like isn't our fault for anything, right? And then I can't remember what else. Who else did he offend? Come on, let's get it up. Let's get it up. Yanni, Gianni. I really don't want people calling him Yanni. Can you, Yanni, like Gianni and Fentano from now on? I, he, he doesn't doesn't deserve to hold the name Yanni in my in my books. Um, although although it was, it was quite funny. Um. Today, I feel, yeah, so you also decided to feel African, which, I mean, I know it's 2022, Gianni, but, but I just can't, like, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not South American, am I? So, I can't just decide to feel South American, that's not how it works. Um, granted, it's 2022, so don't cancel me, but I just don't get it, I just don't get it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, I think what's even funnier, what's even funnier, is that you have the president of FIFA, you have the president, meant to be the pinnacle mind of our sport, of the business side of sport in particular, and human relations. And then you have Gary Lineker, who obviously did a speech, I think it was on the BBC, I think that's that's what it was, that's what, that's what Gigi's got. Prior to their commencement of the coverage, a beautiful 40-second monologue about, about the tournament, and about about the, the the background of the tournament and the history of this tournament and the way it's come about and the, and where it's set, why it's set in Qatar, um, et cetera, et cetera, and obviously everything that comes around that. Before going on to say something along the lines of FIFA told us to forget it, to focus on the football, well, we will for a few minutes at least. I think that's very poignant. I think that is very poignant because it seems like, it seems like this whole tournament for the for the from the from let's go kick off let's go 3 a.m Australian Eastern daylight time to whenever the final the 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 final whistle is for the final that whole time those whole 29 days from start to finish the only time people will be talking about football is the 90 minutes in which each game is played. Let's be honest. Because apart from that, it's going to be 
what about this? What about this? This happened. This has happened. This person's been arrested. This person said this. This person said that. Of course, we've seen already the fucking the Budweiser thing, right? Yeah, alcohol ban, right? And that's just something which I just, like, like you can speak about. Yeah, you got to respect their laws, right? But I, I, what verse? Like, I try. I'm trying not to offend people, but, but where in the in the where in their culture? Does it say you're not allowed to drink unless you pay nine thousand, nineteen thousand euros for a private box at one of our stadiums? If so, go for your life, son. I just I'm just trying to understand that. Like, I'm not coming at it from that point of view. I'm just coming at it from the point of view of you. This this tournament has promised people things before then taking them away two days before the World Cup. Before it's way too late to cancel, but to go on strike, to boycott it, to everything, everything, everything. So already this already this tournament before it even started was marred with more controversy than it already needed to have, um, but yeah, it was just a bizarre tournament, just an absolutely bizarre tournament. It's a bizarre start to the tournament. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I just don't understand at all. So uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Third tick over 35, 35 minutes give or take. I thought that's a little bit longer than what I thought this episode would go for, but it is the first episode. I think it's all, I think it's only right that we go for this long. But yes, thank you all very much for watching the first episode of the of the Two Foot Tackle Podcast World Cup Edition. This is going to be the first of twenty one podcasts, the first over twenty nine days. I'm going to be here. I think every single day for I think seventeen days. I think that's how it's going to work. No, that can't be right. I think maybe thirteen days, every single day across thirteen days. Just under two weeks. I think that's right. I think that's however many... I think that's... First time I get a break, I think he's in 13 days, 14 days. So don't quote me on that, but I think that's right. Um, but yes, thank you very much for watching. Subscribe to Two Foot Attacker Podcast on YouTube. Like the video, notification bell, all that good stuff. Two Foot Attacker Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, 2FT Pod if you want to hear my live thoughts of each game. Um, my, my live tweets of each game, I should say. And of course, audio platforms, um, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast. Five star rating, follow it, subscribe to it, do all that good stuff, share it around, man the world. I'm in for a long month, so if you any any love and support means truly, truly means the world to me. Um, it will make this all worthwhile. So yes, thank you all very much. But yes, we're gone. A one from twenty two, out the out the way. Twenty one to go. See you guys next time. Goodbye.